Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about what you can do to keep it exciting in your marriage when you're willing to try new things in your recreational intimacy. And Brian Tracy had this to say about trying new things. He said, you can only grow if you are willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you try something new. And that is by far the hardest thing, right? Is to feel awkward and uncomfortable. Well, it's what keeps us from trying new things. Exactly. It's what keeps us from having spice and, and, and you know making our marriages exciting. And we're going to be digging into that in today's show. But first, one of my most favorite parts of the show, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is actually an opportunity for us to celebrate you, to celebrate the one family, to celebrate right. the changes that you are making as you get intentional in your marriage. And this hug came from an email message we received that said, I just listened to number 495, and that's Money and Marriage, Bringing Your Finances Together, and 496, Adult Toys in the Bedroom. I've been listening now for 30 days, and I love you guys. I can't wait to grow and learn from you. That's awesome. I, I love that he listened to those two sh- shows back to back because it's a little bit of this and a little, a little bit, bit of that. that. Yep. He said, I even had a conversation about money with my wife tonight without yelling or even raising my voice, which is absolutely progress for me. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm learning how to communicate more effectively, listen, and let things be what they are sometimes because I can't fix them. You two have already had a massive impact on my marriage. I've asked my wife to listen and she has also listened to a few. I even bought the Six Pillars Masterclass and I'm looking forward to getting into that along with doing the assessments. And what a way to start off the new year. What a way to just jump in Mm -hmm. this new year and go after it. And to each and every one of you in the one family, happy new year. Mm -hmm. Happy new year. What an exciting time it is. And we're going to be pressing in. We're pressing. We're pressing in this year for for you guys. We want to see breakthrough. We we are ready to see it happen. So amazing! And you know, we shared last week that that this year we're focusing on what can I do, mm-hmm. right? That's the hashtag for the year. If, if you want to, like, whether you post on social media or do whatever, when you when you're doing those things for your marriage that are really making a difference, you know, use the hashtag. What can I do? Just remind yourself. And, and you know, when it comes to this, and we're talking about it in in the world of intimacy, mm-hmm. and specifically in the world of the six pillars of intimacy, we really want to encourage all of you to be thinking, what can I do in every form? Mm-hmm. And, and here's why I say that, because it's super easy to think, what can I do when it's like the easy things, when it's the things that come naturally to us, when it's the intimacies that we feel we're already strong in, when it's, you know, familiar and comfortable. And we're like, yeah, you know, I can do that. Like you want to be kissed. Okay. Yeah. I can kiss you. You want to, you know, make sure that we have dinner together every night or have a conversation. Yeah, I can do that. But then we get into the ones that might feel a little more challenging. As Brian Tracy said in the quote, awkward and uncomfortable. 
Right. And we, as humans, we tend to shy away from awkward and uncomfortable. And, you know, as we are talking about recreational intimacy, and just so we're all on the same page, and I just like reminding everybody what the definition is for recreational intimacy. It's that closeness and connection that is shared through time spent together right? It's the plans that you make. It's doing things that you enjoy. It's trying new things. It's, you know, not just sitting in your driveway as you're getting ready to leave with the babysitter inside going, you know, what do you want to do? And you just keep going back and forth or it's doing, you know, it's not doing the same thing every single time. Mm -hmm. Now, the challenge with this is that we humans, we really kind of like comfort. Mm -hmm. We like routine. We like knowing that, you know, our favorite restaurant is going to serve up our favorite meal in the exact, you know, quality control. Like we like knowing that. But I want you to just, you know, walk down memory lane for just a quick sec here. I want you to think about the early stages of dating your spouse, of that courtship time, and even the early years of your marriage, right? And how, how much of a willingness that we all tend to have in the early stages of a new relationship. And it's interesting you bring that up. And, and a lot of times too is that newness of your marriage. You're in that newlywed phase. You may have moved into a new area. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you may be moving into your now husband or your now wife's apartment or home. And even that begins to start some newness again. Like you're going to have to go out and mm-hmm. see new places and try new things. I remember when... Elisa and I first got married. We were living in Banning, which is where I grew up with my folks. Well, we weren't married there. That was we weren't married there, but yeah. we but we had been living there. Mm-hmm. We had moved down into the desert, mm-hmm. but that was only for a few months before we got married. Right. But there was that newness mm-hmm. that came from oh my goodness, now we're in this whole new area and we got to explore. And then throughout the years. That's changed. Even when we moved to San Diego from Spokane, Washington, or from Orange County into Spokane, you know, there's that newness. But once we start settling down, things can change. Yeah, because when when things are new, like you have this, you have this excitement, right? There's this mm-hmm. anticipation that, you know, around every corner, there's going to be something new. Like, like when, when a relationship is new, you're willing to, you know, you're like, Oh, I want to go to this. I want to go to this new brand new restaurant. And you're like, I, I mean, I remember when Tony and I were first dating and he's like, I want to go get sushi. And I'm thinking, I don't eat sushi, but you know what? I mean, that was in my head, but what came out of my mouth is I'd love to. That would be so much fun. And, and I remember coming to meet Tony's family. You, for the you first were a little reluctant. Those first few times, oh, yeah. I, I still remember. You're like, like "What can uh, I order that doesn't have raw fish?" In yeah, it? So I, we but, got but I was California. willing to go, yeah, because okay. I wanted to spend time with him. I remember coming to meet your family uh-huh. for the first time, and your your grandmother, your nunna, she like lays this whole spread out, and I'm looking at the food, and I don't, I can't identify like half of it, and you which know, they, was what most of us couldn't identify right. either. And I kept hearing this word calamari. Well, growing up, I'd never heard the word calamari. I'm like. Uh, I don't even know what this is. So Tony's like, just try it. Just try it. And it wasn't until after I tried it that I asked the question. I'm like, what did I just eat? And what did you lovingly tell me? Squid. Yeah. And I was like, I did what? I did what? Are you kidding me? Nana made the best. Yeah. And so there were these different things or, you know, Tony had this pickup truck when I first met him and he's like, let's go four wheel driving. And so he takes me and like, this Midwest girl from, you know, the flat parts of Ohio. Yeah. And I literally was gripping, like I can still, you guys, I can like feel the cramps in my hand from gripping the side of the truck because I thought I was going to die. But you know what? It was so cool because I was with Tony and I would like, 
at that point in time, I would have literally, if he had said, let's go skydiving. Uh, well, he wouldn't because that's like the whole height thing that he wouldn't do. But, you know. But that 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 four-wheel drive trip, that was awesome. I think we were probably up at like nine, ten thousand 10,000 feet in the mountains of Colorado. It was high. Yeah. It that was, was really cool. But there were all these things that you know, and he, that we, that I would do and that he would do like, why? Because it was new and you wanted to spend time. And then you get to this place with routine and comfortability and, you know, just time where you start saying things like, no, I, I don't want to do that. that. That's your cup of tea. I, I that's that. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. Very dismissively. There are all these statements that come into our marriages where it's like, no, that's going to take too much time. I don't have time for that. Or, well, I just did that. I, the only reason I used to do that. And I've said this was like, even putting this, like, as it comes out of your mouth or my mouth, you guys, I'm like, Oh, the cringe where I told Tony, I just did that to make you happy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember hearing that. I'd be like, okay. He's like, I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it. Yeah. But, but we'd gotten into this place where, you know, even as I said those words and was preparing for the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this giant neon sign that just said, ouch, jumped out at me as I was preparing for the show. Cause I was like, when did, when did trying new things and when did spending time with Tony become this burden or inconvenience? Mm-hmm. And, and vice versa. And vice, yeah. This is not, this is not like just true confessions on Elisa's side. This is ha- this is a dynamic that's happened in our marriage, but going to this place where you know, all of a sudden, this person that I was so excited to spend time with and try new things with has now like doing that has become this huge inconvenience. And, and maybe some of you are starting to go like re- replay conversations in your head thinking, oh, I've said that. I've conveyed that to my spouse. And uh, truth be told, you know, a marriage of five years, of 10 years, of even 50 years is going to have familiarity. You're spending day in and day out with the same person, whatever that looks like for, for the two of you. And when we get into these places where there is an excitement, where there isn't anticipation, where you aren't wondering around what's around the next corner, you can fall into a place of boredom. Mm-hmm. Boredom is, um, that's not a good thing for a marriage over the long haul. It's not, right? And, and then, you know, you also, in this dynamic when you aren't trying new things when when there isn't this anticipation and i'm not saying like every day has to be you know the most epic adventure ever right like let's just dial that in for a second but you can also fall into a place where every time your spouse makes a suggestion you're coming up with some variation of no i'm not going to do that no i'm not interested and i'm going to i'm just going to spell out what that no phrase is for all of us, in case you're wondering, that is called rejection. We're rejecting the overtures that our spouse is making to us. And I will tell you that when you add boredom and you add rejection into a marriage, and that is happening over and over and over again, you're creating a really dangerous situation in your marriage. And it's not only going to impact your recreational intimacy, which is where we're really focusing on with this episode. It's going to impact your emotional intimacy. It'll impact your spiritual, your sexual, your physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. That no can really start to impact and and begin to create cracks in every intimacy. And, and I want to say something on the other side too, because I, I think a lot of times, even in this, in a recreational intimacy, trying something new 
there's one of you who, and I can, and I can say this because I'm more the adventurous in our marriage. I'm the one who wants to try new things. I'm the one who wants to go, hey, let's go see this. Or let's. It does help if you're the one who's always getting asked. It may be helpful, as we talked about last week, like looking at your six pillars. You may be the one who's going to have to step out of your uh, your comfort zone into that place of awkwardness or being uncomfortable in trying to find something new. Just as as an example, Elise and I, last week when we went through our six pillars for what this new year is going to be, we sat on recreational intimacy and we discussed this for quite a bit of time because we realized that it does get to a place where it's just sort of like, okay, well, we can do this or you do that and... It's the same thing. And we really looked at our recreational intimates and we said, you know what? We really want to go out on 12 dates this this year. Mm-hmm. And yet it shouldn't always lay on Elisa's lap, nor should it always lay on my lap. How do we do it together? And so we looked at we looked at that plan and we said, all right, you know what? We're going to break this into quarters because we didn't want to go back and forth every month whose month is. It's just quarters. So, hey. First quarter is Elisa, second quarter is mine, third quarter is Elisa, fourth quarter is mine. And it it breaks us both out of that awkward or out of our comfort zone and getting us into a place where we're like, all right, we're going to try something new together. And I want to say one thing. We will we will go on more than 12 dates oh, this yeah. year. We wanted, when we were talking about what the recreational intimacy pillar was going to look like when we were going through that worksheet, it was 12 very intentional dates that are brand new and, and, and different, mm-hmm. right? So so there will still be the, let's go grab dinner and that type of thing. I just want to just give you all some frame of reference that it's not just going to be 12 dates. So if you haven't listened to episode 631, we'd suggest go listen to them because that's going to give you that framework to begin to set up what does your recreational intimacy look like for the next year. And, and for some of you, it may not be a year. Year is too long. You're like, oh my gosh, there's no way. So for some of you, it may only be 90 days. Mm-hmm. It may be just the next 30 days. That's okay. What, we're, what we want to see you do and what we want to see happen is that some change begins to happen. This year, this last year was a bit tough. There was a lot of us at home together a lot. Things began to become mundane. We saw each other a lot. And yet, what can we do in that recreational Mm -hmm. intimacy that allows us to have some time together that's different than just waking up, going to work, having dinner together, maybe ordering in, watching Netflix, and chilling? Right. And we've done that, you guys. Here's the thing, though. When, When you do new and different, that brings back this level of anticipation in the relationship. There, there's something to look forward to. I mean, anticipation by its very definition is the act of looking forward mm. as being especially focused on a positive outcome, right? And, oh, I like that. Is the that, act, uh, anticipation, the act of looking forward. Mm-hmm. That, that's really good. Because it, it keeps us, it gets us out of survival and moves us into this place of thriving, right? If we're, if we're expecting positive outcomes, then what can we do to create that in our marriage? And how much more fulfilling, how much more joy would we have in our marriage mm-hmm. if we were expecting a positive outcome because of what we're looking forward to, right? Because there's going to be something new, you know, getting into this place of of making new memories, mm-hmm. right? Of making positive memories, of, of breaking out of routine and, and even getting into this place as you're trying new things of 
learning to say yes again in your marriage, right? Yes is a very powerful word, but just like, you know, little two-year-olds that are learning to talk or one-year-olds that are learning to talk where they, they latch onto the word no, and it's just no, 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 no. Sometimes in our marriages, we sound like a two-year-old toddler saying no to everything that our spouse suggests. And so if we can get into this place, you know, one of the things that, that some of you are actually going to hold on to this year as you start talking about what can I do, some of you are going to change one word in your marriage. For some of you, the what can I do is going to go from saying no to saying yes. Mm. And to see the power that happens when you say yes to your spouse, to see what shifts in that and to see, you know, what is possible. And we want to actually share with you some incredible ideas from the one family on how you can just build this pillar of recreational intimacy. But let's do that after this word from our sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So recreational intimacy, you know, as we're talking about the things that couples do together, I mean, default for a lot of couples is especially after the year we just had binging Netflix, right? Like you're like, we're just going to chill out. We're going to relax. You know, like Tony said, you know, dinner and Netflix and and that type of thing. But again, what's the interaction in that? Mm -hmm. And that's why I loved the ideas that came out of uh, our most recent poll in Instagram, because some of the things y'all were suggesting, I'm like, Hmm, how are we going to work this in? Yeah. And, And one of the things I wanted to tell you all last week, but I, couldn't because it was still going to be a surprise for Tony is that we actually, I, I bought dance lessons yep. for us for this year. Yeah. Surprise. Cause Tony has wanted us to take dance lessons. Um, we're going on 25 years of marriage. It's probably been, I don't know, 24 years. No, it's not. It has not been that long. I know we, we have discussed it so many times mm-hmm. and I think both of us have come up with reasons why we can't or shouldn't or what have you. And so it's, it's truly awesome to, to know that we have it. And you know what, when we were discussing again, when we were discussing our recreational intimacy, those dance lessons, they're, they're on our calendar now. Mm-hmm. We, we had to do it and be intentional because in all honesty, it, it would be easy just to go, Oh, okay. Do we, 
do we make it happen or okay, when are we going to? And instead we just put it on our calendar and we're going to do it. And it's not like, Hey, we're going to dance for, you know, two hours at a time. It's, we have it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. It's set for half an hour. If we want to go longer, we'll go longer and we'll, we'll ebb and flow and we'll figure out what does this look like as we begin to get better. And I just want to say, I will tell you all what my resistance was. I will tell you why I have said no for years. It's because horribly awkward and uncomfortable, well, like straight up. And so, so even preparing for the show and knowing the show is going to be coming, I'm like, okay, well, how do I step out of my own comfort zone? Because it's, it, we'd never get, want to get behind the microphones and encourage you all to do something that we aren't doing ourselves. So don't be surprised if maybe on Instagram this year, y'all are going to see, you know, maybe a little video of Tony and Lisa dancing. Just, yeah. just saying, because I've got to put it out there. And it doesn't mean that dancing together is going to be the end all be all. It doesn't mean that from this day forth until we can't walk anymore, we're dancing. We may. And yet for right now, this is the season we're in. This is what we want to try. It's something new. It's something different. It may work out great. It it may not, but at least it's an experience. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, there's nothing greater than to to have the experience, to have the memories, to look back upon and go, hey, those were some really good times. Well, case in point, you know, doing the Gator experience. We were recently in Florida mm-hmm. and, you know, Tony asked me one day, he's like, what do you want to do while we're here? And I'd actually, you know, come to Florida with, with, like I would have been happy to sit in the sand had it been warmer, but you know, just to kind of chill. And he says, I really want to do, I, like, I want to hold an alligator. Well, I was, I'd been wanting to see alligators and I just been, was flipping through this magazine and there's this gator experience and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 40 minutes away. You know, if they're open, I'd love to, to experience that. That's something different. Like it's not happening in San Diego. You, you don't see those gators in, in San Diego. You know, it's, it's not something that's just every day. And so being there allowed us to see these amazing animals. Um, where, where did we, it's called the Gator Experience. It is called the Gator Experience in, in Destin. Destin. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's down that way and you want to go check something out, Trey and Chris, the, the two trainers there, and, and hopefully they're there, they continue to be there because they are amazing. They love those animals and, and they were just so knowledgeable about them and, and shared so much. Like there's 2.9 million gators in Florida. Who would have known? Who knew? But, but I bring that up because here's something that I could have easily have dismissed. I'm like, seriously, you want to, you want to spend two hours of our vacation, like learning about alligators? What? Yes, yes, what, what? yes. But instead I was like, Hey, if that's what you want to do, I'm good with it. And, and it's getting into that place. It's like somebody sent us, um, Somebody sent us a picture of themselves ice fishing, Mm -hmm. right? Folks in the one family sent us a picture of themselves ice fishing. And my immediate reaction was, oh, heck no. Like that is cold. You are outside and cold. And then we got a little more information on it. And apparently inside the fish house, it's 70 degrees, even if it's 15 degrees outside. Who knew? And so I was like, oh, okay. Now I'm intrigued because- That that works. That works. And and the ice- um, they were saying is a foot thick. So you're not going to like fall through yeah, it. Which so it's, it's really thick. Um, I think they're up in like Minnesota. That's that's my immediate reaction. Yeah. But, but that, again, that could work. That could, yeah, because I'm like, okay, well, I won't be like sitting in 15 degree weather yeah. on a foot of ice, you know, that type of thing. But it's, even as you're starting to think through like, what are the things I want to do? Well, somebody said, I want to take a trip to Texas with my spouse just because. And just And because. you know what? While you're looking at your calendar for this year, fine. It, it may be quarterly or bi-yearly. 
just get away for a weekend. Mm. Just the two of you. Figure it out. Like, if you're going to do it quarterly, I mean, that's looking into like March or April. Mm-hmm. You have plenty of time right now to start planning. Or if you do it bi-yearly, maybe, you know, you do a, a March or April and then you do like a September or October. You know, maybe it's like six months from your anniversary. Take those trips. Get away. They don't have to be long to be meaningful. You you can get away for three, four days, and it could be a huge, huge blessing for you and your spouse. Well, and I would say you could even dial that back even to like a 24-hour period. It's amazing what happens if the two of you will just focus on one another for 24 hours right? Do a staycation, you know, get out of, get out of your home, like leave the kids with a sitter or family or somebody else, go to a hotel in just another part of town. Like, we've done that. We've done it. It's because so nice just to go have sex in another bed. And then if you, if you're like us, we often get two beds in our room because one is the bed for having sex on and one is the bed for sleeping. It's like the best of both worlds. It's, it's wonderful. But you're trying new restaurants. You're, you know, people were talking about, you know, like this year, they're going to step up. One of the ways they're going to step up their recreational and physical intimacy is making massages, like learning how to give each other a massage and doing that. It's, you know, that's wonderful. I, I'm going to tell you that that's something that even Elisa and I in the last month or so really have, have explored. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it is honestly fantastic. It, especially if you're using that as, Hey, your recreational intimacy, maybe you go out on a date, maybe it's something nice. You use the massage as a very nice transition from, hey, we're out, we're doing something to possibly going into your sexual intimacy. Just a great transition. Love it. Go get some oils. You can go check our shop at com slash Amazon. We have a number of different oils. You can just pick up there, try them. Some will, be, some will work out. Scent, obviously, is going to be a, a huge factor for both of you. So, Try some out. If one is a go-to, then use that one. But we've known couples in the one family who've actually even bought massage tables. Straight up. You know, you can go with lights and candles, all sorts of ways to really have the Mm ambiance from maybe a recreational like, hey, we're out for dinner and we're doing something to, hey, we, we still want to enjoy our sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things, I mean, you guys could brainstorm, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 ideas for the two of you. But the most important thing happens after you brainstorm that list. Mm. And it's identifying what's the first step. Because there are, ideas literally are a dime a dozen. But it's the implementation, it's taking action that actually creates the build of recreational intimacy in your marriage. And, and we asked y'all, what's the first step? What is the first step for the two of you for making whatever that, for that idea is a reality. And people said, you know, make time with my spouse a priority. Well, don't just talk about it. Stick it on your calendar. There's a reason dance lessons are on our calendar. Cause if we didn't, then it wouldn't happen. And, and I will say this. Some of you are like super planners. Like right. in, in all honesty, we, we have some dear friends. We have a number of friends who are just super planners and, you know, they'll take a weekend and plan out their year. Others of you are like, no way. Like it, it's about being spontaneous and the others of you are in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I think Elise and I are more on the, the middle to spontaneous. Like there are some things that we're going to put on the calendar because we know we want to do them. 
And yet there are still those times when we're just like looking at our calendar and going, oh, wait a minute. You know, Alex is here. Abby is there. Uh, it's a Friday night or a Saturday night. Let's just go find a hotel somewhere and let's just go make it happen. So wherever you lie, it's good. Mm-hmm. Go to your strength. Y- you know, go there. And, and, and But the big thing is, you got to make each other a priority. Mm-hmm. You do. You got to spend time together to enjoy your recreational intimacy. Well, and it's it's putting each other on the calendar. It's and you touched on this just a second ago. It's what's the plan behind it? I mean, mm-hmm. do you need to do you need to get sitters? Do you need to save money because what you want to do is you like if you're doing a quarterly trip, well, you're going to yeah. do that at the end of March, and so you want to save a little bit January, February, mm-hmm. so that when March comes, you're like, sweet, we got all the money saved up. Like our trip's prepaid. There's mm-hmm. nothing more wonderful than going on a trip that's already been paid for. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Some of you identified that the things that you want to do, maybe there are some health concerns that you've been having mm-hmm. that you actually need to get up, get on the phone and call your doctor and get in and start asking the questions and finding out what's going on with you because the the, the activities that you want to do, how you want to be engaged with your spouse, there are some health concerns that are limiting that. Mm-hmm. And if that's you, do it. Yeah. Do it. Don't let your health be a factor. Even in today is so great. Like we have telehealth and video health and we've had that for years and it is so wonderful. You guys see if your insurance or your plan or whatever you, whatever you use has that offering because you don't even have to leave your place. And it is honestly wonderful. If it's, if if it's more and and there's a a bigger concern or something, they're going to ask you to come in. But at least that first one, you can go, you know what? I'm going to get on the schedule mm-hmm. and, and it's usually like the next day. It's not like you got to wait for two or three weeks to get in. You can do it the next day and at least get that started. That That's a huge one. Someone said, make homemade certificates, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful way to love on your spouse. And Hey, here it is. And when they pull one of those certificates out or those checks out and they hand it over, there it is. Well, and one of my coaching clients, um, her husband gave her, a booklet of homemade cert- uh, certificates. Oh, cool. For Christmas. Cool. And you know, this is a couple that's been married over 30 years. And she looked at me, actually we had two couples because another couple um, in the one family also shared this with us and they've been married over 40 years and hearing the impact mm-hmm. of recognizing their spouse's time, intentionality and prioritization of the marriage in those certificates Mm. You want to see your recreational intimacy flourish? Think about your spouse. Think about what the new experiences are that you can give them this year. And then be intentional, you guys. Mm-hmm. Whether you do it through you know, certificates, whether you do it by putting, you know, hey, this is our weekend on the calendar. You can you know, block off a weekend and say, you know, in our case, I would say Tony and Lisa weekend together, right? Whatever, Team DiLorenzo week, whatever it is. As you're looking at this year, as you're looking at this pillar of recreational intimacy, step out be uh, be willing to be awkward and uncomfortable and try something new be willing to be awkward and uncomfortable and say you know what i'm gonna do this because i think you're pretty awesome and it, it, worst case scenario you have a lot to laugh about and, and i will say at the end laughter is really incredible for your marriage mm-hmm. and if you're laughing at like tony and lisa specifically me having two left feet and who knows what this dance thing's going to look like for us it's okay because we're laughing together mm-hmm. and the memory and trying it and getting better at it and practicing, whatever it is, this is your year 
to create that positive anticipation in your marriage. This is that year where you can say, what can I do? I can say yes to my spouse. We can break out of our routines and we can make this year our best year yet. Yeah, that's great. And I'm going to just say one other thing. With the what can I do, you may be the person who has to be, what can I do in terms of setting up the Mm -hmm. recreational intimacy in your marriage? So I'm going to encourage you to get outside that comfort zone and make that happen. You guys, this year is going to be fantastic. And when we started off with our recreational intimacy, that brings in that ability for us to to touch on the others Mm -hmm. because we're in a place where we're free to, to, to touch on our emotional intimacy and maybe our financial intimacy may start coming up, but we may, we may also be using our physical intimacy. We're holding hands, we're touching, we're kissing, we're hugging, we're cuddling, which then leads into the sexual intimacy. All of them get touched when we lead off with our recreational intimacy. So go out this week, talk about it with your spouse. What are you two going to do this year when it comes to your recreational intimacy? And don't forget, share those with us. We'd love to hear about it. You know, if you're doing an Instagram story, just hashtag us, add us. We want to celebrate you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week and a great start to your new year. And we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.